Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, who's on first, what's on second, and IKF is in center field. So, yes, uh, the kind of sort of odd man out Yankee uh, shortstop slash third baseman who's kind of been outshined a little bit by the youngsters, now flagging some fly balls in center as a kind of a stopgap solution with Harrison Bader on the IL. So kind of interesting there. So kind of give you my insight of that as well as some other Yankee injury news that just keep piling up there. But before I do, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So wherever you see the like or subscribe button, if you're not already a subscriber of this, make a change in your life and do that right now. So as mentioned at the top, I, um, IKF, Isaiah kind of Falefer, as I say, if you kind of want to, uh, if you don't want to be lazy, um, you know, outside of field Yankee camp, kind of surprising people taking some fly balls in center field. Now he's being uh, kind of tutelage by uh, outfield instructor, Nick Swisher, of course, the def- uh, former Yankee and kind of this personality. Um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting situation. Obviously, this is just kind of a, I guess, a quick fix solution. And you know, Harrison Beta going to miss the opening of, uh, of the season just with the uh, oblique injury. So he's going to be on the injury reserve. So, you know, the Yankees had a couple of options. Kind of mentioned it, um, you know, uh, on my re- most recent YouTube slash TV series with Stacy from Lockdown Yankees. Uh, so, what some options the Yankees could use? Again, they could kind of throw um, Aaron Hicks out there, and he's technically a center fielder, and that's kind of his natural position. Would kind of make sense. And yes, he's still on the team, even though fans want to get rid of him. Or the Yankees could have kind of, you know, kicked the ties and maybe Aaron Judge, who we saw a lot of last season play center field. He seemed to like it, and it kind of seemed to translate, um, you know. To, to the plate numbers where he can have a magical season hitting 62 home runs. I don't love the idea of him in center field, but again, it was an option that Boone could have considered, or you could even see Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, who gets saw also a little time out there, um, you know, pretty much all, all the outfield positions. So it gets this with his versatility. So the eggs had a few options. So um, the fact that kind of fluff is out there and Boone seemed committed that yes, to, you know, come this uh, upcoming uh, weekend, uh, very likely going to see kind of fluff out there in center field. So this seems like a real thing. They probably want to get him some games under his belt. So he's probably going to use a few days just to run some drills. And again, the early return seems he seems competent out there. Um, and he's not really known as a speedster. So, you know, you kind of have to fly uh, shag balls out there, especially in the gaps. I don't know if he has that type of speed. Well, yet to re- remain to be seen. But I guess the Yankees seem confident enough to give it a try. So not totally against it. You know, it seems interesting. But it kind of goes to show that, you know, maybe the uh, Peraza, and of course, Volpe uh, really making the impact there, you know, up the middle there, mainly with Peraza uh, seemed like, you know, hitting a home run uh, the other day in the Toronto game. And kind of, uh, kind of fluff also went deep, uh, you know, too recently. So it's not all him, but, but Peraza has really, really been impressive, especially defensively that maybe the Yankees are considering possibly Peraza kind of getting, you know, at least early on in, in April, getting the nod at shortstop. And then that kind of makes um, IKF a little more expendable. And then you could play him out there in center field. So, Again, it's probably more good news for Peraza. Uh, kind of as I mentioned before, you know, uh, some previous episode with um, again, uh, uh, Stacey from Lockdown Yankees. Again, that episode also available if you want to kind of scroll down there in the recent episodes uh, listings there. Uh, she was on. She kind of said, and we kind of both mentioned that, yes, even though he's doing great, very most likely not going to see him to start the season there. But maybe as we go along at some point, maybe does come in there, but this, this goes to show that the young guys have been impressive. So kind of pushing out the little bit older guys there, you know, I care if they're at 28 years old. So, so that's the with that. Um, you know, I don't think it's detrimental for Yankees. And it's, I think it's only something that would happen, you know, for a week or two until Bader is back, hopefully cross fingers. And then everyone kind of shifts back in the normal position there. And then maybe it's just a bit of a platoon, uh, you know, dog fight there at shortstop between, kind of Fleffer and Peraza. And of course, Donaldson still there. And again, he, he mashed a three run home run uh, just yesterday uh, or the day before, actually. Uh, so, you know, he's showing uh, some sign of life there. But, you know, between 
Donaldson and kind of Fluff, though, you know, if you want to talk about third base there, uh, still Donaldson still going to probably get the nod there more, more times than not, even though kind of Fluffer, you know, technically uh, is a third baseman as well. That's kind of where you guys call glove news with Texas. But again, Donaldson making way more money, at least offensively, you know, home run threat. You're looking at Donaldson, at least a little better than kind of Fluffer there. So you need a little thump in the lineup, even though he's been a disappointment. So kind of Fluffer might just be the odd man out there. So he's looking for where can we, you know, put him, where can we get him at Sabatsk? And he's on the hook for the Yankees for $6 million there. So you're going to play the guy somewhere. And then after the season, obviously he's going to be gone, and then you have to worry about it anymore. And then probably moving forward, you're looking at Peraza as the shortstop moving forward. Uh, for the Yankees for the next, you know, at least short uh, next foreseeable future, and probably let the ball also walk away after the season. So you probably, you know, at least next season, you're probably looking at Volpe at second base, Peraza at shortstop, and then third base. You know, kind of remains to be, be seen. Obviously, it won't be Donaldson. You know, they'll probably they're not going to pick up his option for 2024. Nor is op, you know, uh, I can't see the Yankees do that in any way unless he has an amazing 2023, which I, I doubt that's going to happen. So. Third base remains to be open. We'll see how that goes. He still have DJ on the contract, so maybe then DJ LeMay becomes the de facto uh, third baseman again. But we're looking way too ahead in 2024, so let's just focus on this season. Now, I also mentioned before, another kind of injury bug for the Yankees. Kind of list has been grown. Uh, latest now is Jose Trevino, the catcher. Uh, a little bit of a wrist injury now. Boone and, he, and Trevino said it's really nothing major at this point. Possibly, though, they might have to give him a cortisone injection there. So, you know, that doesn't really sound great to me, but nevertheless – they're seeing that it's something by the at least the end of this week uh, should you know be healed up and you know should be no delay of him being there uh, as the starting catcher there or at least being on the roster there for opening day. Um, kind of getting to that, um, they actually announced that Cole will be the opening day starter for the Yankees, so no surprise there. And of course, we know you no know, Higgy's always been known as you know Cole's valet for most of the time. You know, not always, but most of the time. So wouldn't be shocked if Higgy there. Uh, it's the opening day catch, just to give maybe Trevino a little extra day off or two, just with the wrist. But um, other than that, then you might see the Yankee all-star catcher Trevino be there, uh, um, you know, catching Cole, which, you know, they kind of transition to him as well. So I wouldn't be shocked either way with that one. So that's with the kind of the, the news there with the Yankees. Uh, kind of off the field a little bit. Uh, Yankee great Joe Pepitone uh, did pass away the other day, 82 years old. Uh, didn't really hear anything that he was being si he was sick, but... Uh, you know, it was kind of almost to say the last of that kind of mantle crew, uh, probably from the early 60s. They get it. You know, he, he was, you know, obviously he was good buddies with Mickey Mantle. And it was kind of with that little that little uh, fr uh, fraternity there with Mantle, Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra, and Billy Martin, of course. You know, even though Billy got traded away from the Yankees, you know, obviously he was still a friend of Mantle. So he kind of had that little crew there for a while, just wreaking all sorts of havoc. And again, good thing they didn't have, you know, smartphones and social media back then, because God knows what would have came up in the news but kind of peptone kind of the last of that group there so i don't know if anyone's left obviously mantle's gone uh, whitey's gone uh, yogi's gone uh, billy's gone of course since 87 so uh probably you know that seemed like this that was, he was kind of the last of that sort of group and you know uh i'm not gonna make fun of the guy but he kind of became a bit of a hanger on or a little bit uh you would see him a lot you know if you're a yankee fan going to yankee games he would be you know uh like a, a, a diagonally across the street there sometimes he'll be out of stand there like you know signing balls for 20 bucks you know these guys never made the big bucks the big money back then so you know you would hear like sort of like if you want him you know he would try to like work his way like he would contact you and it was like hey if you want me to make an appearance at your place and you know uh, give me a few bucks and i'll show up and you know it was just kind of scheming here to make a few dollars here and there and like yeah i'm not gonna blame the guy because he was never able to cash in again his heyday was back in the 60s and again plays made money for the, themselves back then but obviously nothing like it is today. I mean, you could be a player, play five years these these days, and pretty much be set up for the rest of your life. You didn't have that back then in the '60s. So, you know, he always kind of kind of connive and hustle a little bit. 
he'll probably yeah i'll spend a little time with you maybe give me a few bucks and you know, i'll talk with you for an hour or two tell you some yankee stories like he was always kind of trying to pick up a few dollars here and there so you know i got not gonna say skeevy or sleazy or anything like that no 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 but obviously i was trying to like try to make a few bucks here and there so it's just kind of like yeah what are you gonna say but nevertheless um unfortunately he passed away at age 82 now um very recently just to plug myself of course I was a guest on the Yankees Morning Brew Show the other morning, and maybe we can try to find a way to have actually the audio from that maybe available here just so you can listen to it and just kind of knocked around some of the same topics I knocked around previously with Stacy from Lockdown Yankees, just kind of discussing Volpe, Peraza, the young guys, um, you know, a couple of different Yankee issues because we went off the menu as well, talking about Don Manningly, Hall of Fame opportunities, and whether some of the Yankees from the, the Tory dynasty, mainly uh, Pettit, uh, and uh, Posada, I mean, should they have be considered at some point? Uh, so a little interesting conversation, try to make it available, uh, you know, at least the audio of that. Uh, so I kind of did that. And, of course, I uh, told them a Peppertone story. So, you know, might as well tell it here as well since we're on the line there. So, again, this is kind of a folk, Yankee folk, folklore story. No, no, if it's true or not. But basically it was, you know, uh, sort of like the end of, of the Yankee run of the 60s with uh, Casey Stengel and so forth, uh, at least with Casey Stengel's tenure there. Uh, with the Yankees in the, early, in the early 60s. It was a spring training game, and basically Mantle and Pepitone were running late. It was one of those deals where I don't think this was really happening, but they're almost like putting on the uniform in the in the limo as they're trying to get to the spring training game. They show up, and I guess they were partying either the night before or even before the game. I'm assuming it was a day game, so maybe they were just hungover from the night before or just on an all-night bender that never ended, and they were pretty much hungover bad. So they show up to this game. Casey Stengel sees him. He's obviously very pissed off. Uh, but, you know, just sort of punishes them, makes makes them start the game. Now, it's a spring training game. You could have just sit them down and like, all right, guys, just take a breather this game and whatever. But, no, he actually wanted to put them out there in the Florida heat to sort of torture them a little bit. So, first at bat, Mantle gets up. And despite his, you know, condition, he just bombs a big home run. You know, boom, big home run, kind of Babe Ruth style. You know, Bruce is coming a little, a little uh, dry there himself. Rounds the bases, comes around. And I guess Casey Stengel, you know, since Mantle's his star, kind of gives him a little special treatment. Says, all right, kid, you know, you're good. for. I'll take you out of the game. You can sit down the rest of the bench there. However, Joe Pepitone, well, Joe Pepitone is not Mickey Mantle. So I guess because Casey Stengel to stick it to Pepitone a little bit to, to torture him, he actually leaves him in the entire game to play out there uh, in his condition. And, again, playing in the spring training game in the Florida Heat there. And just this is a way to sort of beat up and punish Pepitone a little bit there. So kind of a funny thing the way he treats Mantle. But then – let Pepitone get tortured for nine innings there just as punishment for, uh, you know, being a little uh, not into shapeless to say, put it in that. Now, again, that's kind of a Yankee folklore story. Who knows if it's true or not. There's so many of those stories with, you know, Whitey Ford telling him and Mickey Mantle. And, you know, there's another story going with Mickey Mantle back in the fifties, kind of having to go out his windowsill and kind of getting locked out of his apartment and kind of going, walking across the windowsill outside of a building to get to your apartment next to him. All sorts of these stories there. Who knows half of them are true or not, but, part of Yankee lore. So uh, that's the latest for this episode. Again, kind of falafel, likely getting some time in center field. Interesting. Jose Trevino, little wrist injury. Doesn't seem injury. Doesn't seem serious, but another, another one to rack up there on the Yankee list there with along with everyone else. So section 420 talking Yankees catch you next time.